0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Do you have aspirations
1: to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders, recognized in their fields, who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team, and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton.
2: Good morning, and welcome to Leadership Stars, where real leaders in the areas of entrepreneurship, network distribution, and government will be interviewed and will share their views on all aspects of creating and leader powerful teams. These are leaders who have boldly and unapologetically stepped into their leadership. I'm your host, Linda Patton. As you know, I'm an international speaker, a best-selling author, and the creator of both the program and the book, The Art of Herding Cats, Leading Teams of Leaders. I guide leaders to uncover their core strengths, to inspire with shared vision, and to realize their true expertise. To be honest, I've been developing leaders for over 40 years, both within organizations and more recently independently as a coach, a guide, and a mentor. So I have some questions for you today. We're going to be talking about the Healthy Entrepreneur's Mindset. So let's think about these questions. First of all, do you have a healthy entrepreneur mindset? Do you even know what one would look like if you did have it? Do you find that there are fears, doubts, and a lack of clarity in the purpose of your business? Do you really not know what to do every day that will bring you the money and the success that you crave? And last, do you wonder... How your business took over your life and where did all that personal time go? I'll be honest with you, the last three months I've asked that question every day and I'm beginning to get some answers as to what that looks like. But today we have the experts in the area of healthy entrepreneur mindset and I'd love to welcome the outstanding and inspiring Dr. Minette Royden, and Brad Dobson, welcome to you both.
3: Thank you, Linda. Thanks,
2: excited to be here. Uh, I'm just so glad that you um, took the opportunity to do this because I think it's a very important piece, especially for entrepreneurs, network distribution leaders, and that arena, because it is so easy for the business to take over all the aspects of your life. And that's not a necessarily a healthy mindset to have. So, Dr. Manette, if you would start and just tell the audience just a little bit about why you do what you do and how you got into it in the first place. Mm,
4: Great question. Thank you. So, Brad and I just started working together in January, but I've been an entrepreneur for about 15 years. Now, and I got into being an entrepreneur in the very beginning because our kids were really young. They were three and one when I started my first company. And Brad and I both wanted to have the freedom and flexibility to be with our family. And we didn't want our kids in daycare full time. And in fact, we've always built our businesses in my career around that flexibility. And for 20 plus years, he was the one holding down the steady day job. And so Um, it's been a big and really delightful shift for us to both be holding that entrepreneurial space. But when it comes to healthy mindset, it's been probably the most challenging part of our journey, not as a couple, but as entrepreneurs, to really focus in, Linda, on how much mindset matters and how much of the journey of being an entrepreneur is more about personal growth than it is about anything else.
2: Oh, I love that. Um, let's let's really look at that as to you know the journey is of personal development, not just business development. True, there is uh, you know a whole lot about learning how to uh, run a business. I mean, Brad, I'm sure coming out of corporate and out of a job that now stepping into that entrepreneurship, it's a whole different shift. Wouldn't you agree?
3: Oh, it's it's crazy, Linda. Um, I, I just uh, it 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 it's a, a daily surprise uh, how much <laughs> inner uh, inner game work, mental growth work, um, and and sort of removing of limiting beliefs and things like that it is important to driving our business. Um, we just uh, it's it it's becoming more and more apparent that. The more work that I do internally, the more mindset changes I make, the better chance our business has. Um, it's literally the difference between oh, I use literally already. I'm going to be, I'm going to get in trouble for that. Um, it's it's the difference between the business working or not working, as far as I can tell. I mean, short of someone who has a business that that uh, is just magically successful on its own, um, it, it it's it's going to hold you back. Uh, If you can't get out of your head in terms of taking risks, um, self-confidence, your money mindset, which Mm -hmm. is something we work with our clients on constantly, it's certainly come up for me, Um, structuring your time, uh, dealing with overwhelm, and frankly, being open to uh, getting away from your own ego about things and, and... and becoming a leader and ha- working with people to get the work you need uh, done. Um, There's just, just a lot of things. And I've been in an intensive here for the last year um, working through some of that. A long way to go. <laughs> mm,
2: I so understand. And Brad, it's interesting because um, Minette's been doing this for, what, 14 years, Minette? Yeah, 14, 15, something like that. Okay, and now she's sort of not only your business partner, but she's your coach, and you're bringing a whole new aspect to the business as well. And so, you know, there's that that whole shift in mindset from being a solopreneur to now having a partnership with someone else. So, how is that working for you?
3: Uh, I would say it's working. I mean, it, it, for us, it was kind of a dream to get the opportunity to work together. Um, mm-hmm. We had. Minette had been in business and, you know, if you have a a partner in life, whether you're actually actively in their business or not, you're in it (laughs) because Mm -hmm. they bring it home with them and and that type of stuff. And so, you know, when Minette was running her publishing company and I was working full-time, I was still doing a lot for that business and doing a lot of, uh, I guess, emotional support as well. And um, so but I never had the chance to work together with her as a partnership. And um, we always knew that our creativity and our, our, our desire to be creative was something that was going to be fun to, to play with in terms of being in business together. And, and now we're getting that chance. and So that's pretty wonderful. It helps that them, it? we also have, have some uh, complementary strengths. Um. So there's, and we definitely have some things that we're both weak at, but um, I, I guess we're, we're working on identifying those. But uh, it's nice to be able to have uh, Manette be strong in one place and me be strong in another and, and be able to support each other that way as well. Uh, Sounds helpful. And, help- and a, lot, a lot of mindset around that too, just in terms mm-hmm. of...
2: Those, Sounds really
3: helpful. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: Sounds Sounds like a really healthy relationship. Um, And, Manette, I'd like to ask you a question, because we talked about this the last time we got together, and that has to do with your reluctance to take on a leadership role when you formed the publishing company, and we talked a bit about that. Would you share with the audience just a little bit about um, what it took to break through that and to become boldly and unapologetically a leader?
4: Yeah, great question. What I noticed so, when I started a publishing company, like most entrepreneurs, it was just me. And then I added, you know, an office assistant and ultimately added distributors for the magazine. And and at its biggest, I think we had a staff of eight uh, salespeople and office management. And what I noticed was that what I really wanted was collaborators and people that were really independent, like I was, that would come in and Really, say, here's my job, I get it, I'm going to go off and do it. And where I struggled as a leader was really with the hand holding piece. Like, I was um, actually, I would say I struggled a lot with the management piece more than the leadership piece. And I think that what I noticed was that it took me stepping more into that leadership role. Like, I'm good at doing the inspirational part, but the, having a really clear vision that was then clearly articulated and communicated to the staff was essential. And one of the biggest struggles I had when I had the publishing company was that I didn't have that clear vision. I kind of started it because, one, I thought it'd be fun. It'd make some extra money for our family. It would give me something to do other than being a stay-at-home mom. No offense to stay-at-home moms. It just wasn't my thing. I was miserable and bored. And, you know, so I didn't necessarily start the business with clear goals in place, and that impacts anybody's ability to lead a team if there's not
2: a clear path in place, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, my first skill in the art of herding cats is around you know, building that vision. And then the second piece is, well, how do I align other visions within the organization so that we're all heading in the same direction? And I think that's, that's really, really key to being successful, to begin to bring in the money that you're looking for. And I love the fact that, Manette, would you have said that when you started the publishing business that it was more of a hobby than a true business?
4: Um, you know, I you could say, if you went back and looked at my uh, bookkeeping and some of the ways that we ran the business in the beginning, that yes, it was treated more like a hobby. I'm not sure I understood the distinction in the beginning. I thought I was running a business, but I didn't have great advisors or mentors around me. Brad had a job. You know, we've never had a company before. So we just kind of, me especially, dove in with both feet and just went for it. And I think, you know, it was five or six years in before I started getting some of the support and real mentorship that I needed when I started to see, okay, this isn't working and something needs to shift and change. And a lot of the shifting and changing was me, right? And so Mm -hmm. as Brad was sharing, it was an emotional roller coaster. It really um, adversely impacted our marriage for many years because, you know, kids came first, then our careers And we were kind of at the bottom of the list. So, you know, that's why I think we're so passionate about having a healthy mindset because we see how devastating it is to both the business and to the personal relationships, whether they're working with you in the business or not. It's so impactful if your mindset is
2: not in a healthy place. Right. That that's so true. And I think many people get into business because they're good at something. So I know a lot of the tradespeople and you know, hairdressers and this kind of thing get into being a business person because they think, why should I pay somebody else when I could do it myself? And then they find that there's so much more to this than just building a house or repairing plumbing or cutting hair or whatever it is. And that they've got this whole business to run, and they don't have a sense of what that mindset would look like to be able to make that happen. Or or Linda, I have to
4: say, they're like me, and they just are like totally risk-takers, and they dive right in totally Mm. clueless. Like, I knew nothing about the publishing industry. I knew nothing about media or publishing a magazine. I had a PhD in Spanish, and I had done a lot of babysitting and a lot of teaching, but I was kind of clueless, and that wasn't a very helpful way to start either. So starting this new business four years ago, and then bringing Brad into it, it feels very different, and I love the question that you asked about making sure you're crystal clear if you're starting a hobby or a business. They're two different things,
2: and they're both awesome, but don't conflict them. Exactly, and I think that's true a lot with network distribution leaders as well. Is that they get into this because someone tells them it's an easy way to make money, and that you know within a week they're going to be at the top of the food chain in their particular network distribution company. And what they discover is that it's a lot of work, and in addition, you have a, a system that promotes recruiting but doesn't necessarily promote retention. So how do you build a success mindset when you're in that kind of an environment? And before we answer that question, let's let's ask this one, Manette, what how do you define a healthy mindset? Great question.
4: So I love that question. So I personally would define a healthy mindset as the one that's open and questioning, that is paying attention. Like if I think about the times where I get off track or we all have days where we are just in a funk and we don't know why, it's because we're not paying attention to what the thoughts are that are driving us internally. So just awareness of the negative thoughts or the first step and moving towards and maintaining a healthy mindset. I don't know that there's anybody except for maybe Buddha or the Dalai Lama or Thich Nhat Hanh, you know, or a few people that are kind of in that, you know, a healthy mindset space all the time. But consciousness and awareness, from my perspective, is the first step. And then, um, and maybe Brad can speak to this too, because he started a little bit earlier. But it's that um, being willing to do the inner work as well as the outer work, because it really is, what we've seen this year is that it's the combination of the inner work and the outer action that really create the path to success.
2: Brad, do you have just a real quick comment to add to that?
3: I, th- I think I would add, I mean, obviously you could add the term mindfulness to anything, but um, the big one for me is uh, to be courageous. Um, it's very easy to get into a fear mindset with um, how your business is progressing, unless you're one of the lucky ones that's magically uh, <laughs> manifesting money. Um, it, you need to have faith in yourself. You need to have faith in in, in what you're doing. Um, and remember why it is you're in business. Um, so maybe that sounds scary for people, but, you know, it, that that's a good wake up call. I think I, maybe it would it would have been what I wanted. To do. What I should have heard a year ago or, or ten years ago is that um, courage is a is a big part of this. Um,
2: I would yeah, Brad. I would definitely agree that courage, being courageous as you begin to lead, as you begin to um, build your business, and to have that true uh, mind success um, that really builds. A fantastic company and gives you the things that you crave and we're going to come right back after the break and talk some more about what is a healthy entrepreneur's mindset
0: you're tuned to the voice america women's channel leading the way for your success linda patton
1: draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at daretodreamwithlynda.com. That's Linda at dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two,
0: DreamWithLinda.com. You're tuned to the Voice America Women's Channel, leading the way for your success.
1: You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. You may also send an email to Linda at Linda dot com. Now, back to Leadership Stars.
2: Welcome back. Today, I'm talking to two amazing leaders, uh, Dr. Vanette Royden and her husband Brad Dobson, um, both of whom are mindset experts. Uh, and although I think we all agree that. It's an ongoing process. It's you never really arrive. You're always on the journey to get there. And so, let's start this segment with a question. So, both of you, how would you define a success mindset? Mm, Brian, you want to go first? A
3: success mindset. Mm, I'm, I'm I'm processing.
4: Okay, Um, I'll I'll dive. You want me to dive in?
3: Yeah, go ahead.
4: So for me, a success mindset is one that is focused on forward momentum, right? A success mindset is always doing two things. It's both celebrating and acknowledging where you are in the moment, and then looking forward, asking the question, what's the next best step I can take to continue to move me towards my goals?
3: I think I'll add to that um, a success mindset is that you're creating and working in your business every day coming out of or based on your mission and why you're why you're doing this. Um, and it, you know if you don't have that mission defined, you know, go out and do it now. <laughs> because yeah. if you don't know where you're coming from, you know, what, what you're what you're headed towards, um, you you can't be successful there's no measure either as a measured success or a feeling of success
2: so what you're saying is if you're taking this journey like it was a car trip if you didn't have your final desk outlined and clear and involving all five senses so that you can get wonderful unconscious things like the reticular activating system moving into it, it's really hard to get up every day and have forward momentum and to have a success mindset uh, and that that's really the critical piece to begin with, that clear vision so that the goals and, and everything else that you set for the business reflect that end result. Absolutely, I Simon, it. Simon Sinek
4: talks about um, in his has a great book. Start with why, and a really famous. I think he's the most watched TED Talk ever, or certainly in the top like five most wa- watched. And he talks about the why being so important. And if, like Brad said, if you don't have a clear mission and you don't have a strong enough why then you're not going to be able to pull through the roadblocks, the detours, the sitting in awful L.A. traffic for hours on end, right? You know, it's like there's there's not enough um, internal motivation to keep the forward momentum going. And that's the mindset piece is that combination of the big why, I would add to what Brad said, core values and mission, combining that with then this very clear end goal, right? Like if I wanted to drive from, where we are in Santa Barbara, California, to Washington, D.C., it's not a direct path at all. There's mountain ranges and rivers and probably some pretty massive potholes and construction and all kinds of things in the way that I have to be prepared for As along with a basic roadmap of, you know, it's not just go east. It's like go east and north and south and then maybe have to come back west again to go forward.
3: I, I want to I add to that. I, I don't want us to get caught up too badly in only being end goal focused so as a buddhist um you know i i may not a great buddhist but i'm a good buddhist <laughs> i try to <laughs> remember that that and it, it maybe it sounds cliche but it's it's more the journey and so if you're waking up every day just focus on an end goal that's okay and it it, it gives you some drive but you need to be able to to have some happiness and some enjoyment of your journey there. So, you know, if, if it's just going to be, hey, i got to grind for 10 years to get to my end goal, you're not going to get those 10 years back. So, you know, what what parts of your mission can you bring to that day, to that hour, to that minute? Um, so it's not all potholes, or maybe, you know, you laugh when you take a you know, you go over a pothole and your car bumps up and down or you actually enjoy that mountain or that river um, as opposed to them just being things you have to get around on your way to the end goal. So uh, I'll make it a little more subtle there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Brad, I think I, I, I agree with you so much on that, that it's not just the end game. Um, but you need to know sort of where you're going so that you can chart your course uh, which are the, you know, the major milestones, you know, like when I'm traveling across country to see my, my girls who are now both on the East Coast, one of the things that, that's really clear for me is what stops am I going to make on the way? What's my, where, where am I going to be at the end of each day? And so that I'm continuously moving forward, but that I'm enjoying the trip as we move along and the locations that sort of at the end of every day where are we? What can we do here? Is there something we can see? Is there a great meal to have or something along those lines? So I agree that you're right. You, you you would lose that 10 years and never have enjoyed the journey. And I think that's just as important as the end result. Sure. So understanding that you can easily drop into depression and negative thoughts why is mindset so important? Why do we need to really understand it and focus on it?
3: Comes to that big So, I of, right, think Jeanette?
2: Yeah,
4: I would say big why, but also exactly what you said Linda is like what I know to be true for me is when I do drop into those days where I just wake up on the wrong side of the bed or I feel stressed out and overwhelmed and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there's so much to do and I have no idea how I'm going to get it all done. I, it, it creates panic for some people to have that moment of, I don't know what to do. But when we focus on keeping our mindset healthy, in other words, staying open to possibilities, staying, staying open to acknowledging those negative thoughts in the moment and then just really addressing them, connecting with them, saying, I hear you, I understand that, And then even from that space, being able to just get into action by taking one step. And that step could be go take a walk, which is what Brad and I do so many days to start our day. It's where we do our brainstorming and our dreaming and our planning and our problem solving. Could be go dig in your garden or write in your journal. It could be pick up the phone and make a sales call. So just learning with that healthy mindset that uh, those moments of overwhelm, anxiety, depression, are temporary and fleeting, that they're not permanent.
3: I think that's so critical. Yeah, I have one more thing. I I think the thing that that I rely on a lot um, is also remembering a mindset of service, which is, in in many cases, why we're in business. And so, you know, when it it all seems to be cratering around me and falling down, I'm, I'm helping people. And it actually helps me and makes me smile to you know get on Facebook and ask ask my clients, "How can I help you today?" or send out an email, "How can I help you today?" Um, because that reconnects me to why I'm doing it.
2: And I think that's really critical is having a way to reconnect with your vision. and i I love the whole servant leadership. And what's the code for servant leadership? What are some of the aspects of that that are important for entrepreneurs to understand so that they can pull themselves out of that funk, take that walk? I always do stuff with either nature or with water. Um, sometimes it's big bodies of water. Sometimes it's little bodies of water, like I'll fill up the sink and just have a, uh, an experience with uh, perhaps... Um, uh, some steam and just get a, a chance to, you know, in, involve myself with water. Uh, so not always the ocean or large swimming pools or anything along those lines. But that, like you, I find that that's a great way for me to clear my mind and to begin to look again at the positive aspects of it. So um, stepping back to, uh, do you have a code for servant leadership? I would say it's two parts. Um
4: under the umbrella of always leading with service first. And if I lead with service first, then the two parts of that code are gratitude and generosity, right? So from a business perspective, just saying thank you all the time. So thank you to Brad, thank you to our kids, thank you to our clients, thank you to our community. Um, But also leading with our best stuff and giving it away all the time. Like you could go Google our business and Google us and you could find our best stuff online. Um, We mentioned when we were off the call, the Artful Profit Planner is one of the things that we created to support our clients, and we give it away for free because we know how hard it is to build a business without having the right tools and skills in place. So the more I give away and the more generous I feel, the more excited that I get, and the more grateful I get for the people coming back to me, it creates this really beautiful spiral a fact of, for me, what the code of servant leadership is, but I'll let Brad speak on his own behalf.
3: I guess I would just add to that. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if this is part of the code, but I try and remember that our clients, um, certainly in our business, are our tribe, and they, they, um, they attach their boat to our boat because they saw you know, the, the direction we were going, and they identified with it, and it helped them. Um, and so they found us because we helped them. We want to continue to help them. They're our tribe, and um, I, I think, I'm not sure, I guess I should, I use the term tribe in the, the way that Seth Godin uses it. Um, I think these days, we all have opportunity to define our own tribe, and and find those people because they're out there. We, we, we're worldwide, and um, so they're there. And, and when we talk about service, um, they, they found us. They wanted to associate with us. They told us, we love you guys. We love what you're doing. It's like you're inside our head when you're on your podcast or when you're writing your, your blog stuff. And um, so I, I just remember that we're helping them.
2: Brad, I love that. I think tribe is also the folks who, when they look at your material on the website, when they download it and they begin working with it and they read your blogs, they're, they're on your podcast, that kind of thing. I think one of the key things that, that they say to themselves too is you get it. You understand me. You know where my challenges are and you have the tools to make that possible. So what are some of the strategies that you use with your tribe to make it easier for them to shift their mindset? Great
3: question. Ah, That's that's the best at this. She has all these cool (laughs) assessments and tasks and everything. It's kind of (laughs) cool.
4: Thank you, sweetie. Um, So I think, again, awareness, like really inviting our clients to look through a use of a lot of just powerful questions, insightful questions, just notice what their mindset is. And yes, I have specific assessments I use around money and, and um, around court temperament as well that help them get to know themselves and see what their biggest gifts are. One of the things I think we're genius at is really helping people hone in on their unique brilliance. Because once they're clear about their unique brilliance, they're, it's easier to find the match for the tribe who's waiting for that. There's this amazing quote by a guy named Frederick Buechner. It's an old quote that says the place that God calls us to is the place where our deep gladness meets the world's hunger. And when we create business, we so often create in a vacuum from, like you said, the technician point of view of a skill that we're good at. But the truth is the businesses that are wildly successful are the ones who have created something magical that somebody else wants, like something as simple as a paperclip. Like, who knew that a paperclip could transform our lives so beautifully? Or or sticky notes, post-it notes, exactly. So, you know, it's just it doesn't always have to be this giant, um, dramatic, life-changing thing. Sometimes it's the smallest thing that you do that has the biggest impact for people. And so um, from a tactical perspective, helping people get their why helping them create that roadmap that you described to get them from where they are to where they want to be, and helping them to manage their time are sort of the three cornerstones of the daily tactical work that we do with people. And I think that more than anything when it comes to mindset, managing time has a lot bigger effect than anybody really realizes, and that's why people are so obsessed today and probably every day and for all the time with productivity, right? And it's not really about productivity. It's about aligning mission and core values with your daily action list, so that you're not just uh, doing busy work to stay busy, but that you're actually aligning your actions with your big why. I,
2: I think that's amazing, and I, I so agree with uh, what you're talking about, and you know, having that alignment, knowing where the time is going. I have a big struggle with social media. Uh, It's not something that I particularly am good at, and I'm not necessarily real excited to get on. And I know that if I just took 30 minutes a day and I set a timer and uh, that I could accomplish what I need to accomplish and be more visible, yet I have a mindset that says that's not the best use of your time right now. Just curious, how would you advise me if I were a client on breaking through that mindset?
4: So for me, the impact of that is the bigger question of why are you reluctant to be more visible and grow your business? And that's a you know a big question. That usually the social media piece is deeply connected to mindset around visibility, and so also Linda, you know you are brilliant at time at picking up the phone and calling. So it's a mode that doesn't necessarily match your personality or how you love to do business. So mm-hmm. from a tactical perspective, it's a combination of mindset, Plus, how could you automate it so it appears that you're being more visible without it feeling like a time suck? And so there's some questions there to understand around both the mindset and how will it serve you in growing your business as you move towards whatever the end game on your roadmap is.
2: Terrific, and that's so very true. Uh, what I find interesting is now doing this radio show uh, makes me visible, and it also requires that promotion to social media. So I'm finding myself getting on more and more and actually engaging. So it's to me, it's not just getting on the various social media platforms, but it's also engaging my tribe, engaging the people who are there, so that, you're right, visibility really has a purpose and that it is in line with my vision and
4: work. And it's in with alignment, it's alignment with being with servant leadership as well, right? Because mm-hmm. social media is a beautiful place to show up in service, to show up in generosity and gratitude, right? I think the most um, powerful Um, examples I see of that are those people who are showing up in groups on Facebook or groups on LinkedIn and just leading with service. I'm here to help. How can I help? So remembering that I know how much you love community and you love people and you're brilliant at building relationships and so seeking those talents and strategies and just moving them online. So not doing it like anybody else, but doing it in a way that feels deeply aligned with your big mission and your big why.
2: Thank you so very much. That that really is a powerful way to end this segment. So I'm going to say thank you, and we'll be right back.
0: This is Voice America Women. We are leaders in the forward movement of women's success. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be
1: your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton contact her at Linda at dare2dreamwithlinda.com that's Linda at dare the number two dream with linda.com Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead dream and create what inspires them her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power build your resources plan your path and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number 2, dream with linda.com. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars.
2: Welcome back. Um, I'm here with Dr. Manette Royden and Brad Dobson, and we're talking about the healthy entrepreneur's mindset. And I think where we are now, we we talked a little bit about strategies that you use to help your clients, and that was around the assessments and the tools and the awareness. And you mentioned briefly the Artful
0: Profit Profit Planner.
2: planner. There we go. Uh, And I'd like to talk a little bit more about that.
4: Awesome, Brad. You want me
3: to go, or you want to go? Well, I can talk about it a little bit. Um, although you, I guess you created it. We're we're kind of fascinated here um, recently with coming up with what what a a perfect entrepreneurial or creative entrepreneurial day would be uh, in terms of the morning routine. And uh, our biggest step towards that has been the Artful Profit Planner. Um, You can pick up a PDF at artforprofitplanner.com. And um, we just sort of added uh, together a lot of the things that we were already working with our clients on. And it was mostly focused on just looking at money flow and mindset on a daily basis, but also adding the creative aspect of uh, of coloring to a daily uh, practice. and I think Manette can talk talk more about how that type of work uh, affects the brain and how it helps the daily practice.
4: Awesome. So what I noticed for myself and my clients is that especially because we're creative, we love to-do lists and sticky notes and fun pens and markers, but we're distracted. And most entrepreneurs that I know put too many things on their to-do list. there There's nothing organized about what it is that they're doing or what they're focusing their daily tasks on. And as we talked about the whole show so far, we also recognize that mindset and money are two big pieces of the puzzle that need constant um, addressing, right, that constant reflection. So the profit planner was combined to pull in creativity, spirituality, especially mindfulness, and practical information about your money and your daily actions all together into a simple twice-a-day system that helps you get things done in a way that's playful, fun, and productive. So every day you're doing some coloring, you're celebrating anything that happens, you're expressing gratitude, using affirmations. But I think the most important part of the whole process is what we call your daily big six. And what happens when you have too much on your to-do list, it's not prioritized, it's not organized, it usually includes a broad combination of both personal tasks as well as business tasks. And so we help our clients get crystal clear about their goals and then make sure that their daily actions move them towards those goals. And those goals could be personal and they can be professional. Like one of the things on my daily big six is get exercise. And make art might be actions that I commit to doing before I go to bed at night. And that's the secret. The things that go on this list, there might only be three, but never more than six, are actions you commit to taking before you go to bed at night. So for example, social media is a great example. You've committed to spending 30 minutes on social media, creating connections, showing up in service, and all of a sudden it's 8 o'clock at night and you haven't done that yet. You've resisted you've avoided it, right? And for whatever reason, you haven't shown up on Facebook and or LinkedIn or wherever the social media, Instagram is Brad's favorite right now, wherever it is that you've chosen to spend your time. And so just noticing what's the resistance? What are you making more important than that and why? This is especially powerful for money-making activities that entrepreneurs often resist, making sales calls, making follow-up calls, Uh, doing their marketing activities, which could be as simple as writing a blog post or sending out a consistent newsletter. The secret to success in business is actually pretty simple. It's consistency. Mindset is really powerful. Big Y is really powerful. But at the end of the day, it's taking consistent action that will make the most difference. And the daily Big Six is intended to help you make consistent action that is still fun, playful, and creative.
2: And I love that. It's interesting because I am a a list builder and a to-do list and all of that. And I I actually, on Sundays, create my to-do list for the week. Um, and it has in it, you know, just a ton of things to do. And most of it has nothing to do with me. So there's no me time in there. And that's something that I know in 17 that I have to bring in is that me time, that personal time, because otherwise I get really, really, really wrapped up in the business. Uh, I think it would be a great exercise for me to do the big six or the big three, especially around social media and having that as a must do before you go to bed, because I think that Um, type of discipline, that type of ritual would really support me in the long run, and I think support many of the people in the audience uh, over the long haul, because I know I tend to look at those easy things to do on the to-do list. It's what, uh, when when we used to code them, and they were the C category, it's the things you knew you could get done quickly, and you could cross them off your list, and I'm a great, put a check mark by it, cross it off, whatever it might be, but get it done. So uh, this is really, really powerful, especially around marketing, sales calls, being consistent in what you're doing. So just out of curiosity, what is the one big thing that entrepreneurs um, have as a mistake that they make in their business or in their personal lives?
4: So I would say the biggest mistake they make is not having that roadmap in place. There's many other mistakes, um, but it's the one (laughs) that we see them. And I've made all of them, by the way. This isn't, you know, I'm not setting myself above or apart from any other entrepreneur. Every mistake that I share, I have made in glorious um, fashion in some cases, you know. But not knowing where you're going is the biggest mistake. Like starting like I did with my first business just to start, right? And not being connected to an exit strategy or an end plan or a well, I'm just going to try this for two years, and then we'll look at it. Like, it doesn't have to be a lifelong plan, but it needs to be at least a 12-month plan, and I recommend a three-year to five-year plan as well. So it just keeps you on track, and it helps you eliminate and avoid the overwhelm piece because you can ask that simple question every single day of, you know, is this moving me towards my goal and towards my big why or is it moving me further away and that one simple question asked of your to-do list on a daily basis can be life-changing and create massive momentum is it moving me closer towards my goals or is it moving me further away
2: that's awesome and I know one of the questions I used to ask was is this the best use of my time right now or is there something, as you said, that would move my business f- forward in a more positive way, rather than just busy work that will get the things off my list, but not necessarily move my business forward?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I guess mm-hmm. I would. I guess I would add to to that, and uh, hopefully this isn't too far off track. But what we see with our clients, and what I see with myself as as someone who's not naturally good at at getting out there and and meeting people is that I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is not realizing that business is built on relationships Mm. and actually pressing the flesh, smiling, finding out what other people want and need and talking with them. um, is just critical. And Manette is fantastic at it. Like I said, I'm not, But we see it with our clients a lot, especially as creative women entrepreneurs who um, have fantastic creative ideas but aren't necessarily um, good at getting out there in front of people, is that you need to be able to do that to have a successful business.
2: And Brad, I would agree. I think that's so very true, especially of solopreneurs or people with really small teams, that they have to wear all the hats. And one of them is around relationships. I know in network distribution, this is not always the most talked about or taught aspect is to build deep relationships with the people on your team. It's one way to retain them rather than to see them decamp just as soon as they hit... A roadblock or they don't get the money that they're looking for that particular month or whatever it might be it's that relationship that really keeps them there and has them calling you saying hey I'm in a funk I, I need to have a conversation with you can we just talk it's also going beyond just the product or the sale or that phone call and really getting to know your clients and who they are and what's going on in their lives and how can you support them so that they can also be successful, and unfortunately, I think uh, relationships is something that we don't build as deep as we could in order to really understand what's going on with the people in our our team and our client base as well.
3: I'm glad you brought. I'm glad you brought both team and clients into that, um, because your ability to make have great relationships with your team, whether those are contract or or full time or whatever it may be. Um, they're the strength of your business. Um, we've just brought a new VA on board and I'm working as hard as I can to have that just be a smooth, easy, um, and fun relationship. And, uh, you know, at a, at a personal level, uh, it's worth every minute <laughs> because I will come back either in help or other, other relationships or whatever that may be. Um, it, it's critical.
2: Well, Brad, I think too, as you're learning, is that it takes asking the tough questions and to understand what their why is. Why are they doing what they're doing? Why are you their client? And building a relationship not just on work, um, but also a personal relationship with them. And in addition, I think this is really key, is not making assumptions about what they know what they know about your business, what they know about your process, what they know about your systems, but really educating them and asking for their feedback and their input as to how can we make this better? Is is there something that we can do to actually make it more efficient, more consistent, whatever it might be, but involving them in that conversation?
3: That's such a fantastic point, and and I'll circle back to something we said earlier about about knowing your mission, and Manette said Mm -hmm. you're, your core values, and in fact, Manette and I just put together sort of a one sheet of, of mission and core values for our business. But to be able to share that with both our clients and the people we're working with is is essential to get them on board, so that you know they understand why we're working with them. Um, so your your point's just really well taken. Is uh, is to be able to know why you're their client, why they're your client, those types of things.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, I think that's fun.
4: Right, oh, it's yeah. fun. It's, um, these are the parts that bring the play back in. You know, it's, uh, it's one of the things that I really realized this year as we started to really grow this business together is how important <clears throat> that element of fun is because if we don't make the hard parts of our business fun we're never going to do them. So if you don't make social media fun, or we were interviewing one of our colleagues who's an amazing coach, Samantha Bennett, and we were talking about making the hard parts fun, and she was talking about how she does her monthly, you know, budget and running her numbers with like glitter markers and gel pens. And so it's just adding the playful, creative aspect to everything that we do helps us really stay in the positive mindset And communicating that sense of playfulness and fun through your core values and your mission invites everybody else to come and play with you. One of the other challenges, and Linda, I don't know if you see this as much in the network marketing industry, but I see it with solopreneurs, is how isolated and lonely they Mm -hmm. feel. And so the more that we can create communities of collaborators, um, I think the more fun that people have. And the more they're able to share and articulate the mission and the values, it changes everything. But again, just to sum it up, you have to make it fun or you're never going to do it.
2: I I agree. Uh, I know I very easily can become a silo and not connect with anybody for days, weeks, not quite months, but it's real (laughs) easy not to pick up the phone, not to interact, and and that kind of thing. And you do become very isolated. It's uh, what and Meisner used to say: you were cave dwelling. So uh, you know, it means you know, looking at where are you meeting people, what organizations are you going to, what meetings are you going to, and do they serve you? Do they have your tribe in them? Uh, Is there a place where you can provide service and that kind of thing? And celebration is the number one thing. It's also my 12th step, Um, having fun, having a celebration. Do you two have just one last tip um, to share with the audience in just a really brief time?
4: Yeah, I would love to share one of our core values that we really feel like is deeply shifting our whole business and is that we all have the freedom
3: to write our own stories. Oh, I love that. I, I got to go with that one, too. It's just something that continues to come up in our business. And it I, I think it, it models, you know, why we're doing this and how we're doing it.
2: Terrific. And I want to thank you both so very much for helping us define a healthy um, entrepreneur's mindset and how to really improve. Put that and put it into your everyday business. Thank you again so very much. And for the audience, we'll see you again next Monday at 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And have an awesome week.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.
0: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com.